Hey, it's Sky Brothers here. View from the cheap seats this week. We have an unbelievable guest. Uh, he played for in the NFL, had over ten thousand six hundred yards rushing, and now he's got a great acting career. He's Thomas Q. Jones. Man, did you have fun on the show? Man, I had a blast on this show. Thank we you so much deep. for inviting me. Yeah, we got super deep, man. It was early in the morning out here in the West Coast. Man, Listen, y'all, got man, my, y'all got my brain working early, man. Talk so. Issues. I'm yeah. talking issues. I'm saying, look, we got so deep, we put her butt to sleep. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Welcome to Twisting the Wind. Thanks for being here. I like to hear that pop. A little bit of pickety pop. I'm a man and got a bit of what you got. Sipping on tea, listening to office ladies pee. Oh my god, this bitch don't throw up twice a day already. Thank you for stepping into this little spot. Thank you for stepping. 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 Hey, this started. This is way too. No, 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 I said not to put the drum. Don't put the drum machine in the baby's room. It's gonna play with it all night. If you put, I said if you put the drum machine in the baby's room, it's gonna play with it all night, Mike. 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 What? Look, okay. The baby wanted a drum machine. It's been asking about it all week. Am I gonna not give the baby a drum machine? Cause it's, it's cause she's gonna cry. What would you rather hear, the sounds of a crying baby or a fucking drum machine, huh? I don't know. I'd rather hear a drum machine. I can sleep to this. Mike. Oh, thanks, Mike. Did you take the drum machine away from the baby, finally? Oh, no.
God, the baby broke the drum machine by vomiting on it. Thank God. Hey. Oh, wow. Hey, what a what a long, sweet trip that was. <sighs> that wasn't even, that sound I just made wasn't even, it wasn't even like a sound, like a, wasn't a real sound. Hey, it's, it's twisting, it's twisting the wind. I'm Johnny Pemberton. You're listening to it right now. It's real close. We're close mic'd. We've got a breeze running through a, a tiny sliver of a gap of a window with a guy talking outside of that window. Okay, it's close mic'd. That's what you want, right? You want that close mic. You want that intimate feel of an indie rock band. You want that? Do you want it? It's twisting the wind with Johnny Pemberton. You're you're in the the first part. You're in the shallow end of it. Some say that's the best end of it. Sometimes I think that's the best end of it, but it's not. There's so much more depth to be explored in this audio pool. Ooh, wasn't that a good analogy? Yeah, I'm in a weird spot right now. Weird spot mentally. I mean, isn't every isn't every spot a weird spot mentally? I mean, is there like a Right, I mean, I guess so, right? Because there's no like, just oh yeah, I'm not weird. I'm not, I'm not weird. What, what are you? If you're not, if you're not in a weird spot mentally, you're on, you're on lithium, right? You're just sort of uh, blasted by uh, a periodic table element, element of the periodic table. Uh, oh, we're going to prescribe him lithium. It's an element of the periodic table. Oh, great! It makes me feel so much better that you guys didn't even um. Mother to concoct something. You just sort of picked an element out and a heavy metal of sorts. Is it a heavy metal? I think it might be heavy metal. Who knows? Even if it was a heavy metal, I don't know what that means exactly. I do know that heavy metals are bad, right? They're bad for you, like if they get in the water. Heavy metals are no good. Hence why the music is good, heavy metal. Remember when that was a thing and you'd say heavy metal? You're into heavy metal? Not metal, heavy metal. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were someone who was into metal. I'm sorry. I'm not, I can't handle heavy metal. There's no one like that, right? There's no one who's like into metal and who's embarrassed that, that they can't take heavy metal. Yeah, I don't know if you're fucking, I don't know if your friend Julius can handle heavy metal. I don't know if he can handle heavy metal. Yeah, sure. He's into metal, but is he into heavy metal? Is Julius into heavy metal? If he isn't, I don't know if he can be a part of this fucking band, Rick. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know why I said that stuff, but I did. And it made me think of this album I'm going to have to read about on the podcast someday. Oh, someday. Someday when the wicked baby stops crying tears upon our little town. Someday when the wicked baby stops crying tears upon our little town. Wouldn't that suck? Wouldn't that actually suck if there was a wicked baby that was crying tears upon your little town? It was a giant, giant wicked baby. Like maybe it was like a, it was gray. It was like a, like a non-lustrous color of gray. And it's a baby. And it's deeply unhappy. <laughs> it's crying tears, wicked it's crying tears upon your little town, and it's giant, and those tears are, it's like a deluge. <laughs> deluge, great word, sounds bad though. Mm. But what I was straying from is this uh, wonderful heavy metal record I got. I think it's was some sort of a, a Seattle's best like metal contest, and I don't know how to really describe it other than to you that it was sort of like this thing that like existed in a very rarefied moment in time in which people 
were into metal. Uh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I can't, can't even describe it. Basically, all I can say is that the cover looks like something a sixth grader drew in a notebook, and it's fucking rad, man. It's not. It's not dumb. It's rad, and that's the best word. Rad. That's the word that when I was in sixth grade, maybe sixth grade, I was in a new school. And I met some guys who were nice to me. I don't know why they're nice. Maybe because I was being funny in the lunchroom. Could have been it. Or it could have been that my mom made really good sandwiches that I brought. See, I was really struggling. I don't know if you knew that. I was really struggling at this point in time. Actually, I guess I was. But, I mean, not really, though. I mean, it still was a relative relative white ease of life and a nice, nice place. So, this is not really here nor, that's here, here nor there. It's, there. it's, it's here nor there. It's hair nor it's hair nor share, but I'm going to share it no matter how. But um, yeah, and I did a uh, hello. And these 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 guys, older, not older, they weren't older. They're just fucking bigger than me. Everyone was bigger than me. Everyone's always been bigger than me. So until like you know, till recently, <laughs> that's not really true. I don't I haven't grown. Uh, but um, they uh, invited me to do Halloween with them. You know, this is that age when Halloween is like. It's it's not cool anymore, but it's still you you can't not do Halloween. At this point, it was a thing where it's like, look, you get a sleeping bag, uh, sleeping a you get a sleeping bag, you get a fucking sleeping bag, you get a pillowcase, not a sleeping bag, you get a pillowcase and you use it as your trick or treat bag. And I was like, because because you're gonna get so much candy because we know where to go, and we'll be like eight or nine of us traveling in this pack, and. We will be going there and we'll be getting so much fucking candy because you're going to need a pillowcase. A sleeping bag would be fun to have a sleeping bag instead of a pillowcase. If I had misunderstood that, that would be a fun thing. That would have been a, a funny thing. If I, if I could go back in time, it would have been like, oh, I thought you, oh, I thought you meant a sleeping bag. I didn't. And they would laugh and then it would be like, he's bringing a sleeping bag around with them. And I would be embarrassed, but actually I should be proud because it's a funny thing. But they're never, here, here nor there. You can't do a costume at that age. You can't do like a legit costume. So I did some sort of bullshit costume where I played this character I called Bobby. And I had a child's plastic toy frying pan about the size of a, about a, a man's palm. And <laughs> I had tied to a piece of leather string around my neck. And I took this old white jean jacket. I don't know where this came from. But I spray painted the word rad on the back of it. And I went around that Halloween pretending to be some kid named Bobby who had a jacket that said rad and I would scoop up the candy with my little, my little skillet, plastic orange skillet on a little leather strap around my neck. And that was my Halloween costume. And I, when I thought, thought back about, upon that recently, I was like, wow, I feel like I have become less creative. <laughs> um, so that wasn't that wasn't really anything other than to say that to say the word rad. The word rad the one the way I used the word rad back then, spray painted on a white jean jacket, was sort of the same way as the Seattle's metal compilation, which I'll I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna do? 
I'm going to fucking stop down right now with the sound. I'm going to go dig out this record. I'm going to read to you some of these fucking names of the people in these bands. It's some, this is the best part about it. The music is, the music is whatever, okay? That's not my thing. It's not my, it's not my jam. It's not my dog. It's not my ram. It's not my taco. It's not my step. It's not my street. It's not my stoop. It's not my junk. It's not my, it's not my trap. It's not my click. It's not my frack. It's not my doge. You know what I mean? It's not my doge, brah. It's not my dojo where I pray my hawks, okay? That's not that. But these guys' names, these are names you couldn't make up. You couldn't make them up. But I wish I did. You couldn't make these up. <laughs> you couldn't. <laughs> No fucking way, you piece of shit. Did you come guzzle and body off my stoop? I'm gonna blast you away with everything I got left in this shotgun. I got two shells left in this shotgun. If you don't get the fruit off my stoop, I'm gonna blast your crumb grussing and ways away from my house. <sighs> Did any of that make sense? Okay, it doesn't matter. So here's some of these names, okay? Presenting the names of guys in metal bands in the Pacific Northwest in 1984. All right, we've got Paul Passarelli, Brett Miller, Jeff Cardelli, Brock Grau, Greg Costa, Mark Stella, Kevin Merriam, Phil C., Bob Fisher, Bill Akron, Corey Sandal, Jay Roberts, Doug Roberts, probably brothers, Steve Van Lu, Doug Blake, Kenny Cubson, Glenn Logan, Kurt Lofstrom, Paul Crisman, Tim Wolf, Doug Maripodi, Mike Winston, David Wayne, Duke Erickson, Kirk Arrington, Kurt... That's K-U-R-D-T, Vanderhoof, Craig Wells, Vince LaRose, Kirk Verhe, Dave Hillis, Greg Stock, two G's in Greg, Dean Jeffries, Mike Starr, two R's in Star, Dave Jensen, Terry Lee, Ken Kramer, Vaughn Hammer, Rex De La Rocks, Father Henri, Geode V. Winston, yeah. Some of these band names, these names come from the following band names. Lipstick, which plays the song Daily Grind. Open Fire, playing the song Cry for the Nations. Coda Khan, Fantasy and Science Fiction. Overlord, presenting On the Edge. Metal Church, a classic, with Death Wish. Mace, Strike, Sato, Bondage Boys. It doesn't matter. The names of the songs are often indistinguishable between the, the names of the song that the band played. Yeah. That was Guys in Metal Band's Names in 1984 in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Go ahead. Take one of them and become a new person. Yeah, that was fun, huh? Wasn't that fun? That stuff gets me. 
that's like an old that's things that's the kind of stuff that I don't know why it why what it is has been fucking making me laugh for ever the idea of these strange not strange super commonplace names of dudes who are also it's like a <laughs> it's something kind of, I guess kind of midwestern about it but I guess it's not just midwestern because these guys are in in Seattle or at least the the northwest which makes me realize and reminds me that it's all pretty much the same just the idea of these guys with these sort of like vaguely <laughs> these names that sound like the most normal dudes these dudes who sound like they would be like jocks or like some prick who drives a trans am in high school like some really stereotypical guy who's now decided he's really going <laughs> to be in a metal band just some of these fucking names. Like any, anyone named Kurt or Glenn or Kenny or Doug. <laughs> uh, I mean, I have friends with these names, but for some reason, out of context, it's different. It's just this shit, the fucking names, man. These goddamn names. Jeff and Joel and Derek and Bill were all going to go fishing, fuck around up in Mille Lacs and, uh, you know, probably drink about 400 beers over the weekend. No joke, I actually drank 400 beers. It's that. It's just that. It's just that that gets me. It's that regionality, man. That regionality. Uh, what's your region? Where do you come from? Tell me about your region. It's twistingthewind at gmail.com. Tell me about your region. Well, great. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you now about some upcoming live dates that I'm visibly... Physically visible for. Oh, that's a good idea for a tour name, right? Physically visible. <laughs> okay, there it is. This is part of uh, my ongoing, never-ending tour called Johnny Pemberton's Tour Physically Visible. Mouth. Fucking, why am I doing a mouth sound? I have all these effects. I have all these a bank of effects available to me, yet I, I insist upon making mouth sounds like a fucking YouTube girl. Oh. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. What's the fucking deal with that? The mouth sound shit. Look, as your friend and compatriot and official announcer, I got to say, cool it. Okay. And here we are. Here we go. Uh, go on. Start talking about those live dates now. Okay. You pussy. Portland, Oregon. Port- Portland, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. I'll be there the 15th, the 16th, and the 17th at Helium comedy club in portland oregon with al madrigal he's the big man he's the main shot he's the hot daddy he actually he literally is a hot daddy um <laughs> i'll be with him so come come see those shows if you're in portland that's supposed to be one of the, i've never been to this particular club but it's supposed to be uh one of the best <laughs> really is one of the best no no seriously one of the best and then also uh Coming up soon for that, stay tuned because I'll be touring the Midwest down to the Midwest down to the South with my good friend Josh Fadum starting on June 21st in probably Madison, Wisconsin, and we'll be heading to Chicago, then we'll be heading to Iowa City, then we'll be heading to Omaha, we'll be heading to Kansas City, we'll be heading to Norman, Oklahoma, we'll be heading to, I believe, Austin, Texas, and we'll be heading to Houston. And there may be a couple deviations there, there hints spoke for, for hints to, with you to, to do. 
But that's pretty much what's going to be happening in late June, okay? And then in late July, I'm going to be back down in the deep east south with uh, a couple other couple other uh, dudes. This is just so so tentative. I, I'm just I'm not even going to say it yet. But definitely in August, do you live in Raleigh? Do you live in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina? Do you live in Atlanta? I'll be in those places by myself and some of them with my good friend Duncan Trussell. So this is just like I'm. I'm giving you giving you the the long lens here, okay? I'm giving you the uh, the ability to to plan in advance because I don't know if you're like me, but uh, you don't plan anything in advance and it's to your detriment. You're sort of like, um, wh- oh, really? You're gonna plan something three weeks ahead of time? Are you fucking crazy? I thought I thought that about people before. I've heard about people planning stuff far in advance and be like, are you fucking crazy? What really? You're going to plan something a month and a half from now. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah, who knows if we'll even be alive then. How do you have any idea what you'll be doing then? Oh, really? You have an idea? You have some sort of consistency in your life? What's that like? I'm trying right now. This is this is no joke. And I realize you can't even say no joke anymore because it means a joke. But I do mean no joke when I say this is not a joke. Is that I'm just trying to nail down breakfast. I'm just really... <laughs> I'm just trying to nail down a thing that that I do every day in the morning, you know? I want, I'm just trying to do it, but it's just not happening, man. It's not happening. You know, they say variety is the spice of life. In that case, I'm fucking full of spice. I'm full of spice, dog. Oh, man. I don't know why that's funny to me. I'm, variety is the... Sp- uh, uh, seriously, though, I'm just trying to nail that down. How do you do that? How do you plan that far in advance? I don't, I just don't get it. But I do get it and I really appreciate those people, appreciate those people who are able to do that. I I really, I'm just straight up in love with you. But the other stuff, otherwise it's just, you know, kind of going along and trying to, trying to meditate, trying to exercise, trying to eat well. Got a really good salad waiting for me once I'm done with this. Um, yeah, just trying to get all that stuff together. Trying to get it all together. Okay, time for a little bit of business. Okay, you're listening to the podcast. You're listening to Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton. Three things to do. Subscribe to the podcast. Rate and review the podcast. All this being done on iTunes. Our good, sweet, hot, lovely, lovely, double daddy overlord, iTunes. Do those two things. Also, the email is twistingthewind at gmail.com. Twistingthewind at gmail.com. Okay. A lot of people find other ways to get a hold of me. You're wrong. So it's okay. It's fine. Uh, let's do that. Also, if you're having questions about music being played on the podcast, this is how it always works. If it's available, if I play it and it's available to be acquired, I put it on the show page, unless I don't, in which case... I list it somewhere. It's somewhere. It's somewhere. And if it's not listed somewhere, sometimes it's just like, oops, that existed in that space and time, and you have to listen to it within the podcast. But otherwise, like people, people be fucking tweeting at me, you know? 
they don't be tweeting at me like I just said they were, but they be people be re- sending me Twitters asking about stuff. And sometimes I'm just like, oh, come on, come on, guy. I know you like the podcast. And I know I do. I know it's like a, a person who really does like it. And I appreciate that. Oh, my God, I like it so much. I don't even know how to tell you how much I do, okay? I like it a lot. I really do. But when you do that, I'm like, hey, now, what's going on at home? Is something going on at home that you don't know to look at the page and see? I might be even talked about it. And sometimes I just put it in there to confuse you, too. So, (laughs) Not actually, though. But this week is going to be a fucking musical blaster. I haven't even begun to start talking about the heaviness of this episode. Okay? It's a heavy fucking blaster of an episode we got here. It's a real downtown downtown deal. It's a 100% downtown deal. So what this is today in this episode, I'm not going to beat around the bush. Even though, you know, literally beating around a bush could be great. I mean, I think, I don't even, I mean, it's it's, it's got to be some type of an old world hunting term. And, you know, I don't know, right? You're, you're beating around the bush instead of taking, jumping into the bush and getting the quail that's in there, right? That's what it is, right? There's a, there's a quail that's in that bush and you're going to beat around it because you're like, I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to kill a quail today. I don't know. I don't know if I want to kill, but you, so I'm not going to beat around that fucking bush. I'm going to go ahead and kill the quail. And my guest today is someone I've wanted to talk to for a long time. It's actually someone whose music I recommended on the podcast maybe as much as a year ago uh, because I discovered this music and uh, liked it a lot enough to say, hey, you guys should listen to this, which I've done. You guys. You guys. I said you guys. I meant y'all. I recommended this to y'all in the musical section. The man's name is Charlie Magira. Outstanding rockabilly psychonaut from Israel who uh, is amazing. And I have since been in touch with Aaron Yarkin, who runs the record label that put out Charlie's uh, latest record. And he somehow heard about the podcast, listened to it, liked it, and was all about it and everything like that. And we became friends. And all this sort of just happened in this beautiful, organic, fun way. And next thing you know, Charlie Magira is in the United States, like he is right now, on tour. And he's in my town. And we get to sit down and talk, along with him, Aaron, and two of his uh, latest band members, Mike and Alexis. So that's what this is. You're going to hear a conversation between myself and those four people and it's uh it just happened it just sort of popped up like a friendly tornado like a like a water spout they get to watch you ever see a water spout in a youtube video and then also then you think like oh maybe i just didn't see that in the youtube video maybe it was real but you're on shore in canada right you're camping in canada you're wearing a pair of uh a pair of briefs but they're actually swim trunks and your hair is long and you're fanning a fanning the coals of a campfire with a paddle while listening to heavy metal. You're doing that. Then right before you take a dive in the water to cool off, you see a big water spout. You see a tornado in the water. It's small, but it's in control, and it's close enough to really appreciate it. That's what happened here, okay? Okay? So thank you. Enjoy it. And be sure to give me money. 
because you're listening by going to feralaudio.com, clicking on the show page of Twisting the Wind with Johnny Pemberton, and sending a bunch of fucking money via PayPal and or shopping on our Amazon portal to buy your personal goods to support us with a percentage of kickback money we get by telling people to do what I just said to do to do. So I'm with uh, Charlie McGuire. That's how you say your name, right? No. No? How would you prefer I say say the name? We have to speak into the mic, though. (laughs) So it's not my real name. Right. Uh, That's what I figured. But what is your real name? Do you you say your real name or not at all? You don't have to. Yeah, I do. Gabriel. Gabriel Abutraham. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't know what that. I've never heard that name before. But it's like Gabby. Gabby. Okay. Yeah, but like the angel Gabby. Uh, how did you? How did you? Uh, <laughs> how did you choose the name Charlie? Well, it, it came out from I think, th- this movie, Apocalypse Now, right? Apocalypse Charlie, now, right? Do- Charlie don't yeah. serve. Charlie don't serve. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what's his name. It's um. God, I can't think of his name right now. The actor. Very famous actor. Charlie Don't yeah. Surf. It's all fucking beach Dude. break around here. Yes. Yeah. So did you like that movie a lot? Yeah. Um, and the name. It's, the name's good. How about Magira? Ma- Magira, it's my... That's your given name? No, it's my mother. Okay. Maiden name. Okay. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like... Like it just, you know, it's just there. It's ready for you. Yes. And so, what is the current incarnation of the band called? Incarnation. The name, like, because you've had a couple different bands. Like yes. right now, right now you're in the United States, <laughs> and you're touring. Uh, you're touring around for a while, and y'all are in the band. Can you introduce yes. yourselves? <laughs> I'm Mike. Hi, Mike. Hello. I'm Alexa. Alexa. And what do you what do you guys play? What I, instruments? I play bass. Play bass. And drums. And how did you guys become to to work with uh, Charlie? How'd that happen? We got asked by Aaron to put the, put the tour together. Aaron Yarkin, who runs the Guitars and Bongos label out of Oakland, which you put out the uh, Charlie McGuire and Love Police record on, right? Yeah. So is this a Love, Pol- is this a Love Police band or no? Is no. this like a new incarnation of the band? We are the the Russian folkman that died and came back to life as strange radioactive creatures. So that's what it's called? It's called the the what you just said? <laughs> yeah. That's the name you're touring under right now? Right. You have to repeat it back to me. The, the Russian, Russian frogman. The Russian frogman? Right. That died and came back to life. So Charlie, strange looking 
radioactive creatures. Charlie Magira and the Russian frogmen that died and came back to life as strange-looking radioactive creatures. Right, that's right. Yes. I don't think I don't think that's true, but I like it. <laughs> that, that doesn't seem like it would fit on a uh, fit on anything at all. <laughs> yeah. So, so you've been in, how long have you been in the United States for now at this point? About a week. About a week. Yeah, a week. And so, and how have, how long have you guys been playing together? For about a couple a week. of hours. A week. Okay. So this is all very new. Yeah. And so you, how do you, how do how do you and Charlie know each other? On the stairs. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, just for uh, from Israel. From Israel. So yeah. you guys grew up together in Israel. No, no, but uh, when I moved back there, I'm from there, but when I moved okay. back there, uh, I heard about his music and met him and saw him play. And so were you born in Israel? Yeah. You were born in Israel and you moved to the United States at some point? Uh, yeah. And uh, then you moved back to Israel when you moved back. How yeah. old were you when you moved back? How old? Yeah. Uh, it was uh, 2003. What? Uh uh, 33. Okay, and that's when you and Charlie kind of became friends and you heard about his music? Yeah. And so h- how did that work out? When you when you found out about... Hey, when you were living in the United States, you were living in Oakland? Uh, o- Oakland, before the Alameda. Okay, so like all places. like California. Yeah. And then had you had you known about his music before you uh, moved back to Israel? Yeah, yeah. I okay. heard it on the radio. So you have been in touch and like you have been like... You were like a fan and so, sort of, or just uh, interesting? No, I, I knew a little bit. I heard a little bit, but then got I became a b- bigger fan when I got his uh, two like CDs that he sold at, sh- at the okay. show that I saw. And, you know, that she- right. Which, what's, the, what's the first thing you heard, the first music you heard of his? Well, I don't remember exactly on the radio. Probably mm-hmm. one from one of his first two albums, the Optomatic Mr. Zinger, Mambo Chic, or Rock and Roll Fragments. Okay. Yeah, I had the Rock and Roll Fragments. That one's still available, right? Isn't it? At least in some some extent. Like on yeah, digitally. Digitally, yeah. And sometimes, well, yeah, I don't know. It was released on a CD in Israel officially. Right. And some CDs later. A few different, yeah. What about the rest of the band? Have you been listening to Charlie's music before? Before um, you guys met up together to play, to play in this part of this tour. Yeah, I uh, I met Charlie in Berlin last year. Okay, where I saw a show. So I, I had been listening since then. What's up with Berlin? Why is everyone going there? Is it really cool? <laughs> yeah, I've never yeah. been. Yeah, it's very relaxed and normal. Okay, it's sane. It's it's a bit. Yeah, at first you feel like it's like a geek town or something. It's like a geek town. Yeah. So it's it's like the Williamsburg of Europe or something like that. <laughs> so it seems like that to some it's extent. Geeky in a way. It seems very square. But yeah, it's so a lot it's opposite. It's a lot less. Uh, people don't work much. Okay, in Berlin they don't. Yeah, things don't cost very much money, so people don't work really? much. So people have a lot of free time. Yeah. Right. So it's like because there's a, there's a big like nightlife scene there, like a huge yeah, like with a lot of music, like dance music and rock music and everything, right? So it's yeah, it's like a great place to play and live and perform, huh? Yeah, it's really encouraging environment for artists. So how long were you there for? And also for families. For kids, it got 
nice parks everywhere. It's, it's good. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I would like to go there. Have you guys ever listened to that band, The Monks? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You big fans of them? I like them. I can say I am, yeah. Yeah, I like them a lot. Like, one of my favorite bands ever, and I feel like I hear a lot of that in your music in terms of, like, I don't know what it is exactly, but there's, like, a there's like a taste of it, and I feel like that's, like, there's some sort of German influence there, right? Because that's... Yeah. Even though they're all a bunch of Americans, they were playing music in in uh, in Europe. Yeah, that's... A lot of, like, rock and roll people went through Germany at some mm-hmm. point. What about animals? Yeah, the animals are also in the parks. There's like, yeah, the kids can can go and like, I don't know, uh, stroke some animals. Pet an animal. What kind of animals? Bears. You yeah. Bears, no. They do have like, bears and... and like nice animals. Camels, you can see the camels in snow, you know? Uh-huh. And llamas. And llamas. Donkeys. Nice animals. Chickens. <laughs> you know? <laughs> chickens are good. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nice chickens from all around the world. Do you have a favorite animal? <laughs> <laughs> nice... <laughs> nice chickens from all around the world. Or, I mean, that's the thing about chickens is they're just yeah, they really do like represent like a lot of different. Uh, they really like to eat uh, chickens in Berlin. They do. Yeah, it's a big chicken place. Yeah, it's like the mecca of the chicken. The mecca of chickens. Of real chicken. Yeah. Is that like, true? Schnitzel. Yeah. Schnitzel. Yeah. Isn't schnitzel yeah. like uh, when the, what is schnitzel? It's like a flattened chicken breast. Is it really? Breaded. Yeah. Oh, I thought schnitzel was like when you have like a, I don't know, pasta and some, I don't you're fucking thinking, know. <laughs> I thought schnitzel else. was something like a, like a, like a casserole kind of thing. That's, it's not. That's a ketzel. Spetzel. Spetzel? Special is different than. Schnitzel. Schni- schnitzel. Spetzel. <laughs> Do you speak German? Um, Ich spreche ein bisschen Deutsch. That means you speak a little German, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like how... I, I say the same thing with uh, Italian. But mm. it's like if you say you speak a little of some language, that's mm. the little that you speak, is the right. ability to say that you speak a little. Right. Like, like, parlo poco l'italiano. That's pretty much yeah. all I can say in Italian. Je ne parle pas français. Je parle français. Un petit peu meilleur que... Uh, <laughs> que Italian, I don't know how to say Italian in French. Jesus Christ, I forgot. But um, yeah, uh, do you speak French as well? No, but I can understand some. My mother speaks French. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Is your mother French? She's from Morocco. She was born in uh, Casablanca. 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 Is that it? that's in was that Morocco? Yeah. Yeah. So that makes them. If you're born in Casablanca, it makes you like instantly. Incredibly international. Yeah, th- she went to a school like a French school. Okay. Uh, so. So she learned French, right? And English and. English, I don't believe. Like Arab, um, no. Just she speak English, Arabic. Man, that's about it. That's about it. Yeah. 
So <laughs> did that like influence you growing up at all? Like hearing hearing your French or anything like that? Like what did you what did you grow up growing up listening to as far as music goes? Yeah, a lot of Moroccan music. A lot of American like, music. Moroccan, Moroccan, Moroccan music. Okay, yeah, yeah, that stuff is great. The North yeah. African stuff is pretty amazing, isn't it? Yeah, in every like wedding or any celebration, or just going doing like mangal or you know what is that mangal like mangal it's like barbecue okay is it moroccan barbecue yes it's called manga mangal Lal. okay well, i think i think it makes sense yeah. yes <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's so many things i just don't know about that because it's like it doesn't really there's no translation probably i'm sure or um, there is, and you just said it, it's barbecue. <laughs> yeah. No, but there's no... What? Everything on the fire, yeah. Right. Okay. It's just the same. Yeah, it's about... Right. I see. No, you see what you're saying. Yeah, it's an event. It's, a, it's, a, it's not just the... Well, that's what we say here in America. It's bar, you have, you're having a barbecue, which yeah, means it's not... You're, you're cooking the food and you're... Hanging out and uh, right, yeah, listening to blasting yeah blasting Moroccan tabukas. What's like an exa- Maybe we should like we'll pause and I'll play. Can you give me like a song we should play like a Moroccan song? Yeah, that'd be good to like play in the podcast. Salim Salim Halali. Okay. Um, any any song of but maybe Waili Waili Habibi Diali Fine Huwa. Okay, what what's gonna happen is I don't know how to. No, it's okay. It, well, yes. well, well, I'll have you write it down for me, and I'll find yeah. it, and then I'll insert it right about now.
and we'll have. We just listened to that. That yeah. was great. So this will be a post. This is obviously a post effect. There's no like this podcast is. There's no um. There's no. There's no. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, everything's in the open. So. Yeah. They, there's no. There's no conceit. <laughs> right. As far as like hiding or trying to make it sound like there's a any production going yeah. on. So. Um, so we just listened to that great Moroccan song. That's great. Right. Well, as far as like American music though, because your your music's obviously like it's very. To me, it sounds very influenced by a lot of American bands. How, what what got you into that stuff? Well, I think my father got had some records. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Elvis. Elvis. The popular stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like Badioli or Uchi Valens. And then a lot of black music, like uh, funk. James Brown, mm-hmm. like much stuff, I think. Temptations, Santana. This was like, and like your European music, like mm-hmm. Nino Ferrer, uh, Serge Gainsbourg. Serge. So you, um, you grew up hearing all that stuff, right? But like when I listen to, uh, like I guess when I think about the Love Police record, right? Um, that one's to me, it sounds very like. Uh, there's like so many different fragments of sounds in there. Like there's one song will sound like some sort of rockabilly kind of thing. And some of it's really, really like slowly, really slow and very, um, very affected and stuff like that. So, I mean, that doesn't seem like that's pretty unique to your sound. Is that something where it's just like you, you like to, um, just experiment with the, uh, with like the, the idea of, I don't know. There's something about like there's like Americana in there, but it's like this really psychedelic version of Americana, almost like dreamy or distorted in a weird way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I really do love this process, like of the the printing or recording. You like you enjoy recording a lot. Yes, especially on tape. Uh, so. Yeah, when I get into it or record something, so sometimes I I lose myself in it, right? Awful. Yeah, I forget the the work for some time. So, how much time did you spend recording that album? Love Police. Yeah. It was really quick. It was pretty quick. Yes. It's not so complicated. <laughs> were you, Aaron, were you involved in the recording? You just re- you released it on the label. Yeah. So, so is that something that you that you um, recorded on tape? Yes. So that's all like what quarter inch tape or something or. The Laugh Police was on a half an inch, I think. Okay. Yeah. That's that's big. Eight track. Yeah. Do you think do you think there's a there's like a revival? I mean, you guys can probably speak to this too, but it seems to be from the few people I know who are involved in music and recording it seems to be a lot of people are moving back towards recording on tape uh, as opposed to like digitally yeah I think we both do yeah yeah we both do so what do you like about that so much it's just it's more like physical Mm -hmm. like just you do it and it's simple and it's right there and then I don't know it's just less complicated and it's more real it's much more 
of a challenge to go back and correct mistakes. So you either like keep doing it until you get a take that you really like all the mm -hmm. way through, or you, uh, yeah, or you just you know leave the mistakes in there. And both are kind of a cool way that you know it's the process is affected by the the way you're doing it. You know? Right. Well, for for me, it was like an economic uh, <laughs> um, solution. Cheaper. Yeah, back then it was a lot of a lot cheaper, and you get to record it your your apartment or space or whatever. Yeah. So it was, it was cheaper than doing it. What, what what would be the other way you'd be recording if you didn't use? I know, going right? to a studio or something. Okay. Like renting a space, mm -hmm. using other people' equipment, like paying a lot of money for it. Mm -hmm. Well, it matches the, your situation. It's really really nice. It makes everything more harmonious. In tune with your situation, because you can be, you can take it where you are. Private, and yeah, and intimate, right. in a way. Because, yeah, you do it in your own space with your own money. So it's all balanced, it's really nice. Right. It's getting and you get to magnetize metal powder. You know. Yeah. You get to magnetize metal powder. Yeah. That's what you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's what you're doing, right? When you're recording, I guess you're magnetizing metal powder. That's, that's yeah. all. I didn't think about yeah, that. It's true. Yeah. yeah. It's really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you guys think about drugs? What about? In general. Drugs. Drugs. I mean, I guess without self incriminating, this is for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> We're discussing this in terms of... <laughs> yeah, drugs are, are not some. safe. They're available. Yeah, um, definitely. And as far as, like, uh, Berlin, what it, do people... Is there a lot of drug use that goes on in the rock and roll scene there? Or is it not I really... Think, yeah, it's pretty much the same as here. Yeah. So people smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, a lot of weed and all the other stuff. Drink a lot. Drink a lot, yeah, it's, it's really cheap out there also, the alcohol, the beer. Yeah. Occasionally uh, using psychedelic enhancements. Right. Um, yeah, they're all drugged out. They're, they're all drugged out? Right. Yeah. Right? This is the, the correct way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, city. who's drugged out? Everybody. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of Everyone's us. faded? Right. Everybody's on something. Some people aren't. Yeah. But you to, can't trust To them. be sober is also like a nice trip. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it can be good. That's a... What the fuck? What is that? What is that? That's a, head, that's a headless Elvis doll that you just right. produced from your pocket. Yeah. Is that like a... What is that about? Well... I just have it. You just it's have it. Yeah. It's a conversation piece. For some reason. It looks nice. It looks good. Yeah. Where'd you get it? Even without the head you can say it's Elvis, right? 
Well, yeah. I mean, Elvis has got that that look. He's got I wonder that... to uh, if I continue to lose things. Mm -hmm. What would be the point if you stop recognizing? Yeah. <laughs> so we you're saying at what point will we? If he keeps losing things, at what point would we? He stop being recognizable as Elvis. I think maybe his upper torso would yeah. probably be the thing. Definitely. But you never know, actually. You know, there's a lot of pretty big Elvis fans out there who could recognize yeah. anything out of Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> Just say, oh, oh, that's Elvis' boot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever think he'll die in a plane crash? Yeah. Do you think it'll happen or no? I won't. You don't think he will? Okay. I don't think that. Like, I think anything's possible, right? But you don't have like any sort of like like thoughts. Like I think you know some people think like, oh, I'm, I'm probably gonna die at fifty, or like I think I'll have <laughs> my wife on this boat. Some people think certain things will happen, and I feel like a musician. There's a pretty grand tradition of dying in plane crashes, you know. Yeah, I just wonder I, if you like think about that at all. Yeah, one must. Think about his death. Yeah. Face the wall of death. Yeah. Yeah. It can be a nice picture. So it can be a nice picture? Yeah. Just to reflect on this moment of have you, being stabbed by somebody. You know, have you been stabbed? Um, st maybe. Maybe. <laughs> You don't remember, Maybe huh? I was. <laughs> no, stop, no. But uh, I was... Yeah, I got into some fights when I was... Like, like a youngster? Younger, yeah. Yeah, yeah Cookie? Uh, we'll, take, we'll do a Couple quick break bites. here and we'll come back with some tea. Okay. So get awkward again. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think about California marijuana? Because it's like a different yeah, thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's really nice. It's, uh, it's not the same as yeah, anyplace else. It keeps you sharp or something. Sharp? No. Yeah, because we, yeah. we have the different strains that are yeah. like laser focused for your needs. <laughs> yeah. What do you need to be today? Good job. <laughs> Good job? Yeah. Well, Hey, have you have you been up in that part of California yet? The part Humboldt that's yeah. yeah, never have. 
It's pretty interesting. It's pretty fun to go up there because it's like, it's hard to believe that it really is. It's like this crazy industry and it's, uh, it drives everything, the whole economy. Everything you see is like related to weed up there. Even in Oakland, we have the, have you ever heard of Oaksterdam? I haven't, It's no. like a weed business college. <laughs> really? It's in downtown. Oh, it's like a huge Oaksterdam. thing. Yeah. They have like, from like edible classes to like managing like a dispensary Jeez. and like all these different classes and growing. like. That would be a great TV show. Yeah. Like a great. <laughs> like a reality TV show. Yeah, reality TV show or also just one of like a bunch of people who are like, yeah, that's what we're doing now. Yeah. I think it'll come to, it'll come to happen, I suppose, at some point. Uh, so now, Iran and Charlie, you were both born in. Were you born in Israel? So you're born in Israel. So um, I was born in Bachan. Where's that? It's really close to Jordan River. Jordan River, okay. Yes. So I, I don't know the. I've been to Elat. That's the one place I've been to in Israel. Nice. Is there, and that was you know that's like a resort town basically. So it's not like the. Yeah. Not like the. It's like the Las Vegas of Israel. Is it really? Is that what it's considered? In a way. I believe it. Yeah, it seems like it's all nice and glitzy and everyone's on vacation and stuff. Minus Elvis and, you know. What's that? I say minus Elvis and all those. Oh, okay. Oh, well, how about you, Aaron? Oh, maybe we can want to use that, this mic here to talk about that for a second. Yeah, where, where were you born there? Uh, Tel Aviv. Tel Aviv, okay. Yeah. That's like, that's the, that's the capital, right? No. It's not. <laughs> Jerusalem is the capital. capital for some reason. No, I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I think I flew into Tel Aviv and I was thinking that it was that was the capital for some reason. Um, yeah, I just forgotten everything I know about geography. So, is, if you so if you're both Israeli citizens, does that mean you ha- at some point had to serve in the army? So, how does that work? Because like I was thinking, because if everyone if everyone in Israel at one point serves in the army, there has to be like some sex. Sects like uh, Aryan <laughs> sects, but there probably is a lot of fucking going on as well because yeah. it's male men and women. But is there like sort of this guy be like you know a bunch of army hipsters and stuff? You know what I mean? Or like people who are there's like these divisions because if everyone's there, it's like high school where there's there's going to be divisions of people who get along because they're not everyone's a professional soldier, even though they technically are. Yeah, everybody is a soldier in Israel. So Even a little kid, the wife, the everybody, the lamps are soldiers. The lamps, everything is a soldier. <laughs> so how does that how does that make you feel like what, being a part of that? Is it something that it was like awkward, or was something that was just really natural because it was just it's something you knew was going to happen no matter what? Well, it's mandatory, right? Right, that's what I mean. So at it's the like, age of eighteen, you must. Uh, serve like for three years three years you have to but huh? I think it's getting a bit looser right looser yeah looser <laughs> <laughs> they're loosening up the uh, construction <laughs> right. service you can skip that if you don't want to do it they, they will let you be you know well how does that work how do you how do you you just have to say that you I don't know saw the sun shine backwards and uh, <laughs> yesterday you you talk to a cat and he spat on a crow or something. So you have to you have to prove that you're uh, mentally unstable, that you're crazy. Well, in a way, if you don't want to serve the army, you are a bit of right. Yeah, if you don't get it, well, there is a problem with you. So they are right. Everybody that doesn't want to kill in Israel is ill. <laughs> They're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Actually, that would be, yeah. I'm sure the army would like that. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you, don't, you don't want to kill? Then you're fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, go. Leave us alone. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, clearly, yeah, yeah. We don't want you in our ranks. Is that? Did you like meet? Did you either of you meet any people when you were serving that you like are still in touch with or like? I just, I just, I don't have any clue what it's like. It just seems to me like such a strange thing because it's, it's the opposite of volunteer. So, well, you can do that also, volunteer, right? right? Like a national service. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> what? Yeah, cleaning, helping something. Yeah. Singing. Also, there, there are groups in the army. Right. Okay. Like that's what I was getting at. Like the bands of each uh, each of the like the navy and the combat soldiers and mm -hmm. the air force band. It's yeah, it's horrible. Did you play in the, any music when you were in the army? No. So how how does that work? Is it like a full time thing when you when you're there? You're like there for three years straight, like full time. Like that's you can't do anything else. Yeah, I was I was. Like placed as a cook at first. Wow! <laughs> I was refusing to carry the, the 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 weapon. Okay. I refused to. So the, you end up in like the military jail. For, oh, like, so you're like in the brig. Yeah. Because you refused to carry a weapon. Right. So yeah. So I spent a couple of months there, but then they re. Restationed? Yeah, restationed. Okay. And then I end up as uh, working in the kitchen of the uh, military jail. Kitchen police? Yes. KP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like stripes. Yeah, I was yeah. like preparing food for like 700 like stuff, like 100 of the stuff and then all the bad soldiers. Yeah. So you how long you did that for a couple of years then? You three were, years. Three years you were in the kitchen. As a cook in the military, you get to spend one week at the base mm -hmm. and one week at home. Okay. So it's on like it's the most desirable uh, <laughs> thing amongst the young people. Yeah, the ones that don't like feel with the. Uh, the passion to be Rumble. Or something, you know? <laughs> the passion to kill? Yeah. Uh, to be a cook in the army, it's great. It sounds like it'd be... I could. I think as far as army goody goes, it'd be good. Yeah. Well, Aron, did you... Where were you? Were you in the kitchen as well? Uh, No. No. <laughs> you didn't a, look out? I was a geek doing uh, computers. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> so you like were doing computer stuff in the army. So that means like you're... Like planting uh, viruses and things like that, maybe no, to uh, shut down. Uh, no, work. no, more more boring stuff. More bo way more boring. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> All, everything that's that's made to be exciting is always way more boring in real life. Yeah, especially if it's anything that's like made to be exciting in the movies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, War games. You guys don't have to think about it, right? No, that's what I mean. That's why it's interesting to me is that we don't have to. You can if you want. You guys can. Well, it's a share major thing in Israel. It's like yeah, it's, it's a it's a thing. You have to do it. It's like you're growing up into it, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I signed up, and when you turn 18 here, I think if you're if you're a male, you have to sign up for a selective service, which is basically like this vestige of the draft, 
even though the draft has been abolished, you still have to register. And you have to register at 18. If you don't, it's like technically illegal, but I don't think anything could possibly happen to you. But what happens is, is they get your information and they'll call you and they'll try to like, you know, they want to like, they want you to join the army because they want you to volunteer. And I have, I have really serious health problems. I have like, I have colitis and I have my, had my entire large intestine removed years ago because of that. And, um, Remember them calling me up and then talking to me for like a few minutes on the phone, like, "Yeah, you really think about uh, doing the army? It's really great." Uh, what's your name? Oh, cool. What are you majoring and stuff? And I was like, and I think after some point in the conversation, I was like, um, "Yeah, I, I don't have a large intestine." He's like, "Oh, great, cool. I'll talk to you later. Bye." It was like it's almost instantly. It was like, "No, thank you. We don't need you because you're not, you know, you're not healthy enough to be to be a killer." So, yeah. So that was I got out of that pretty fast. I mean, not, not like I was going to be in it, but just they just they just didn't care. They don't care about you if you're not uh, healthy enough to yeah. to man a machine gun in the desert. <laughs> 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 Musical interlude. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I guess it is. It is. What else I'm going to ask? I ask some other questions here. Are there some like uh, albums that you think have been like really influential for all of you as far as? Just um, in terms of music and like the recording of it as well, like like some specific albums. Um, but there were so many, right? Like yeah. mainly, but it mainly songs that one song or not really albums or mm-hmm. like something that you hear one time somewhere. That's like what it. is there any what songs or what songs mean a lot to you in terms of like influence or really fuck <sighs> nothing I really like Johnny Teardrop Johnny Teardrop <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a really nice recording I don't think I know Johnny Teardrop is it the artist or the song Ah, Frankie Teardrop. Frankie Teardrop. Right, Frankie sorry. Teardrop? Right. Yeah, it's like Frankie. Johnny Jewel. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> is, that the, is that the artist or the song name? It's a song on we all, Suicide Stone. Yeah. Like Su- who's that? All Frankie. Suicide? Do you know those guys? Yeah, I haven't listened to them really. Sorry, but. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I was thinking that album when we were talking about recording because, you know, like live recording stuff sounds pretty great, but there's obviously a lot of effects on that record, and that's absolutely seminal yeah. record, you know. Um, some of the and one of that that Love Police record. I'm pouring some tea out right now. If you want some tea, it's probably oversteeped and bitter as shit, but it's still good. This is like a desert encampment here. <laughs> you also want any tea? You want any tea? You want tea? Yeah, it's really good. Is it really? It's really bitter. A little bit astringent, but it's good. Yeah, you get I like strong. you get tweaked that way. Oh, yeah. I guess what what I'm trying to say is that when when you when you do have like the the right opportunity to to do this, record something. Depends on uh, y- your state. For me, it's like economical thing. Sure. If you have the enough energy to do it, 
you know, if you're working too hard or something, mm-hmm. and uh, in in a kitchen or something or serving coffee, and then you got to have some some crowds, maybe one person or one. A crowd. Yeah, and then it's it's supposed to get to him, you know. So you're talking about like in terms of playing for yourself and like when you have an audience it changes the right. way you play because it's it, it energizes it yes yeah so even if you're recording you're you're sort of playing for like one or even just one person it yeah, energizes one it at least one got it yeah so who do you who is like your listener when you're like recording that stuff you talk about recording at home yeah, who will be your who would your listener be like a I think in my first recordings that I I tried to do it was like I always thought of, about my mother or father. So they they actually so, there? Or you just say you're thinking about them, like you're playing yeah, for them. Like I thought about um, the moment that they will like press play on it uh-huh. and hear it. So in their home, you know. So in it would be like listenable for them. Okay. They won't have to put it off or something. Right. It would be. Um, um, I don't know. You could listen to it without being um, annoyed. Yeah. Annoyed by that. You're kind of dedicating to someone. That makes sense because a lot of like writers, because you obviously you can't write for everyone, so you write maybe with a person in mind who you're like. This is a friend of mine. I'm writing this for them. Like, I guess there's a lot of famous books. Like, that's where they, someone would basically just wrote this for like, yeah, like Tolkien wrote that for his nephew, right? He wrote Lord of the Rings for his nephew, but he kind of wrote it for a lot of other people too, I guess. So, yeah, you just write. You make. You so you make talking about making music for someone close to you. So it's personal, but yeah. it's it can reach a lot of other people because it's like a recorded product. Yes. Yeah, and from that, yeah, if you are like writing songs for the poor or something, and you like using like equipment that is like costing a lot of money, or <laughs> or if you like using, I don't know, like. Fancy microphones or stuff, or hiring like big studios to record for, and your audience is like 100 people. It's strange to do that. You yeah. know what I mean? So, like, it has to match in a way. It's disproportionate to do it that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like. Proportion is very important mm-hmm. element in this. Uh, I get it. Proportions. Um, we should tell people where they can see you perform. Yeah. So this will probably go up in the next couple of days, so it should be pretty soon to, so people, people can find out about it. But you'll be at the Austin Psych Fest this weekend, right? Yeah. Throw it down, Iran. No, I don't know. I don't know shit. <laughs> I just know a little bit. Yeah. So this weekend is Austin Psych Fest, right? Yeah, Sunday at uh, 4.30 p.m. Got the airplane. It. Cool. And then what? Then uh, what's next after that? 
Uh, Monday in Austin, there's a show in a place called uh, The Grand. It's like a billiard place. Okay. Like, Do you have a lot of venues with, there? I don't even know. Yeah, but. they play with some cool, like, I don't know, maybe metal bands. <laughs> and then uh, Tuesday is El Paso at the Monarch okay. with Greg Ashley. Got it. And Wednesday is at, in Albuquerque at... Do you remember the name of the place? I don't know. Uh, but it's also with Greg Ashley. Okay. In Albuquerque. Who's Greg um, Ashley? Do I know him? I don't know. Is that a musician? Barrier. Yeah. Barrier. Well, Texas originally, right? Yeah, yeah. What is, is it? It was in the Grigri. It's G R I S G R I S. Oh, it's like Doctor Doctor John affiliated. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it's not affiliated, but it's named. Right? It might okay. have been named after it. Or I'm not sure. Got yeah. it. So in it's sort mirrors. of like Southern astro funk. No, it's no. like psych. Garage, got it. Kind of stuff. Jangle, rock and roll, jangle core. No, not, not jangle <laughs> core per se. But I'm really into jangle core. I love also jangle like core. Uh, half garage. Yeah, half garage is great. Half garage jangle <laughs> core with a little bit of like you know slack string uh, up downers. Yeah, yeah. When you when you refilter that and make it real plain, if you run it through an acoustic guitar, yeah. that's like a great thing. That's what I like a lot. So, what's after Albuquerque? Uh, Tucson Tucson Also with Greg Ashley And I also don't remember The name of the place Do you remember? We got the LA shows We know where those are at What is that? So what The 9th at the Moon Pad The 9th of Boyle May In Heights With okay. Greg Ashley as well And then got it. On the 10th of the Prospector Got it Like a couple local groups Long That's Beach. in Long Beach in Long Beach God damn it You know I'm in, I'm in I'm not in town on the 9th hour Oh. But I'm on the tenth though, so I can, yeah, the show's gonna be Long great Beach. in Long Beach. And then, what? Uh, maybe an in-store Lollipop Records are on four uh, the okay. next day on the eleventh. And then what and then happens? Ventura, we're playing Ventura, Ventura okay. California. Billios. Got it. And then what? Been back to the Bay Area for yeah. a couple shows. A couple shows in like Oakland, San Francisco. Do hopefully they'll do uh, KFJC. KFJC, it's a radio station, okay. the best radio station. Got it. And then uh, Oakland show to be the TBD, like where exactly? Got it. And but then you guys the makeout th- room in San Francisco. It's a great place. That's on the 14th, the last show, the tour. 14th of May. Yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff coming Early up show. here. Yeah. Are you worried at all about traveling to the Southwest, being called like queers or space weirdos or anything like that? Bring it on. That always worries me. I don't know why. I always like feel like I'm going to get like screamed at by some some like redneck. He's going to... Run after me with a gun, call me a faggot or something like that. I don't know. But I don't think that really happens that much anymore. Let's hope not. Yeah, I don't think... I mean... Yeah, you know what? You don't think about that at all? I'm not worried about that, no. Yeah, okay. You guys have been through... You guys have been through it. Been to Europe. <laughs> I've never been. Yeah. But at Oakland's, uh it's pretty rough. If you can handle that. Yeah. Any parting thoughts? Anything you want to say to, to just... uh Send us, send us off. Maybe into the microphone if you do. <laughs> Make no friendship with the elephant keeper. Okay. If you don't have a place to entertain an elephant, it should be a very nice advice. Make no friendship with elephant keeper if you have no place to entertain an elephant. Right. I think I can understand that. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to entertain an elephant. <laughs> it's difficult. 
Uh, I want to play like a song for the end. Uh, is there what, what uh, new track should I play off the tape? There's a bunch of tracks on it, right? It's a, or is it a is it one a big lot. song? Like twelve or something. twelve. Okay, what should I play off it? I'll play one to uh, take Jack us out. Yeah. Yeah. Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Okay. The main stripper. The the, yeah, not the guy who not the slayer or the killer. Oh, who are you talking about then? Not the. Well, Jack the song's the called Jack the Ripper, but yeah. you're talking. You're mentioning what? Is this a, like a lawn tool? No. No, it's a, it's a it's a uh, another Jack Ripper. Jack the Ripper. It's not the English one. Oh, who is this one then? He was like a male dancer. A male like, dancer? Yeah, Jack it's, uh, the stripper. Oh, Jack the stripper. But is this no, I'm just he, kidding. He was Jack the Ripper. See, so if a big old like like dick that plows the yes, earth. Yes, right. <laughs> Like an exotic male okay. black dancer. Jack the Ripper. How do you how do you know about him? It's, it's Link Ray. He wrote it. Oh, Link Ray. Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cover. Okay, so Link Ray covered Jack the Ripper. Yeah. Um, we'll go out with that. Should we all just thanks. like make? Yeah, you know, let's make a, Should we make a sound together? Just like what kind of someone to start a sound? <sighs> oh. Baby, baby, baby. Uh, <laughs>
compliance of the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.